the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He's still running for his life. He still has this long journey ahead of him heading to Haran. But Jacob goes from Bethel full of joy and encouraged with a spring in his step. Why? Because Jacob had an encounter with the Lord and the Lord spoke to him and the Lord made very specific promises to Jacob, and that changed his whole outlook. There's no greater joy than what you'll find in a close, intimate relationship with God. Pastor Dan's going to show you what a difference Jacob's relationship with God made in his life. Jacob sought after God and stayed faithful to him, and what Jacob got to see in his life proved his faithfulness. He had a spring in his step from his encounter with God, and his heart was full of joy after God spoke to him. Even in the midst of his life being in danger and other hard times in his life, his joy from God was greater. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 29 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. in Genesis chapter 29. You want to turn there for me? Beginning in verse 1, Genesis 29, 1. So Jacob went on his journey, and he came to the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and he saw a well in the field, and behold, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. A large stone was on the well's mouth. Now all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth, water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, where are you from? And they said, We are from Haran. And then he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. So he said to them, Is he well? And they said, he is well, and look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, look, it's still high day. It is not time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go feed them. But they said, we cannot until the flocks are gathered together and they have rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. Now, while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and he rolled the stone from the well's mouth and he watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And then Jacob kissed Rachel and he lifted up his voice 
and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and told her father. And then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And so he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. And then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful, a form, and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, and so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man, so stay with me. And so Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. And everybody said, oh, right? And then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob. And he went into her. And Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a maid or servant. And so it came to pass in the morning that behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this you've done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week and we will give you this one also, speaking of Rachel, for this service, which you will serve with me still another seven years. And then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And so he gave him his daughter, Rachel, as a wife also. And Laban gave his maid, Bilhah, to his daughter, Rachel, as a maid. And then Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. Chapter 29, Jacob arrives in the land of Haran, the homeland of his mother, Rebekah, and his grandfather, Abraham. And as you may remember, Jacob was sent to Haran by his father, Isaac, for two reasons. Number one, to escape from his brother Esau, who wanted to kill him. And number two, to find a bride for himself. Now, the journey from the promised land, from the land of Canaan to Haran, was several hundred miles. It probably took Jacob more than a month to make this journey. And complete it. At the end of chapter 28, as Jacob began his journey from the promised land, as he was leaving the land of Canaan, the Lord God appeared to him in a dream at a place called Bethel. And God made a covenant with Jacob, the same covenant that he made with Abraham and with Isaac. And now he makes it with Jacob. And God promised to be with Jacob in his journey, to protect Jacob wherever he went, to provide for Jacob, and to bring him back to the promised land one day. 
And Jacob, in response, worshipped the Lord, and he set up a stone as a memorial stone or monument to the promises that God made to him. And there's no chapter breaks in the original text. So chapter 29 now, verse 1 says, So Jacob went on his journey from Bethel, and he came to the land of the people of the east. Now, the Hebrew in verse 1 literally reads, Jacob lifted up his feet. In other words, there was a spring in his step as he left Bethel. Now, Jacob's circumstances, listen to me, Jacob's circumstances, they haven't changed one bit. His brother still wants to kill him. He's still running for his life. He still has this long journey ahead of him, heading to Haran. But Jacob goes from Bethel full of joy and encouraged with a spring in his step. Why? Because Jacob had an encounter with the Lord and the Lord spoke to him and the Lord made very specific promises to Jacob. And that changed his whole outlook. Again, his circumstances haven't changed, but Jacob's attitude has changed because of the presence of God and the promises of God that he now has, that he has in his pocket as he heads out on this journey. And I think this is so key for you and me. The presence of the Lord and the promises of the Lord will encourage you no matter what your circumstances may be, no matter what the circumstances may be in the world that we're living in, the presence of God and the promises of God will put a spring in your step. David writes in the Psalms, Though I walk in the midst of troubles, and we walk in the midst of troubles, though I walk in the midst of troubles, you will revive me. You, Lord, will revive me in the midst of all these troubles. That's why it is so important for us to spend time with the Lord in his presence. To just set time aside, to be with the Lord. Just like the ladies did this past weekend. Just like you should do every day. Just spending time with the Lord in his presence. That's why it's important and vital for us to be in the word of God daily. Read your Bible every day so God has the opportunity to speak to you. That's why it's important for us to be in fellowship like this, to be around other believers like this. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst of them. When we gather with other believers, Jesus shows up. Plus, the Holy Spirit ministers through people. Holy Spirit ministers through other believers to edify and to build up and to strengthen And so you have to be around other believers so that the Holy Spirit can minister through them. You know, just this body life. That's why assembling together with other believers is so vital. That's why Hebrews 10 tells us, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves with others. It's important. It's vital. Whether you're doing it here corporately or you're doing it in homes or meeting you know, with one or two or three people, whatever it may be, but to actually physically be around other believers so they can minister to you and you can minister to them and you can be edified and they can be edified and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are working through you and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are working through them. And there's this mutual edification and building up and strengthening that takes place. 
I don't know if you saw the study that came out recently. It was a few weeks back now. But there was a study done, and they have determined that through this pandemic, the people that have remained the most mentally healthy through the pandemic are people that have continued to go to church. Out of all everybody, people that go to church are dealing with this pandemic the best. And for Jacob, he's with the Lord. He hears from the Lord. He's got these promises from the Lord. And now there's a spring in his step as he goes on. Circumstances haven't changed, but he's got a spring in his step. And if you do these things, if you're spending time with the Lord, you're in the word daily, you're in fellowship with other believers, whatever that looks like for you right now, if you do these things, you'll have a spring in your step. You'll be encouraged, you'll be edified, you'll be strengthened, you'll be built up, just like Jacob. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. When Jacob arrives in Haran, he goes straight to the well. And typically, in towns in the ancient world had only one well or one spring of water where everybody in that town got their water. It was the only water source for the town. So if you wanted to find someone living in a town, go to the well and ask people at the well. So Jacob goes to the well. And then verse 2, he looked and he saw a well in the field. And behold, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. So there's some shepherds that have brought their sheep there, and the sheep are lying there. For out of that well they watered the flocks. A large stone was on the well's mouth. We're told they would keep the wells covered with a stone to prevent dirt and sand from blowing into the well and filling in the well. Remember, wells are a lot of work in the ancient world to dig a well. And so they would put a stone over it to keep sand and dirt from filling it in, and to keep animals from falling into the well and tainting the water in the well, or to even keep people from falling into the well. Some of you may remember back in the 1980s, remember baby Jessica that fell in the well in Texas and that whole drama that went on for a few days? So they kept wells covered. And in this case, the well was covered, we're told, with a very large and heavy stone that typically required a couple men to remove the stone. And verse 3 says, Now all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth. The shepherds water the sheep and put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, where are you from? And they said, We're from Haran. And he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, we know him. So he said, is he well? And they said, he is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Now, this is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. 
Jacob has been on this journey from Canaan to Haran for over a month. He's never been there before. He doesn't know where he's going once he gets there. You know, there's no Waze app or anything that he can use. He arrives in town. He's supposed to look for his uncle Laban. Laban is the brother of his mother. And oh, by the way, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, she left Haran 97 years ago. She hasn't been back for 97 years. And she says, hey, go to Haran, stay with my brother Laban. You know, I haven't talked to him in 97 years, but I suppose he probably still lives there. You'll find out when you arrive, just ask around. And if he's not there, just come back, right? I mean, what are you talking about? This is why Jacob asks, hey, do you know a guy named Laban that lives around here? And then what does he ask? Is he well? <laughs> Is he still alive? You know? And Jacob arrives in town. He goes to this well of the town. That's the obvious place to go. And here comes Laban's daughter, Rachel, to the well right after he arrives. Clearly, God's hand is directing Jacob in this journey. Maybe you've experienced a time where God is so obviously leading you, where there's no doubt that this is the Lord, and the Lord is leading, and the Lord is orchestrating. Psalm 37, verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And God has brought it to pass for Jacob. Five minutes after he arrived in town, God brought it to pass. It's just amazing. Now watch what Jacob says to the shepherds that are hanging out at the well. Rachel's coming. Here comes his daughter. Verse 7. Then he says to the shepherds that are just kind of chilling there by the well. He says, look, it's still high day. It is not time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go feed them. But they said, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and they've rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. Jacob says to the shepherds, hey, why don't you water your sheep and go feed them? Take them back out to pasture. Jacob tries to get the shepherds to leave. Jacob basically says, hey, don't you guys have some other place you could go? (laughs) Or we would say, can you get lost? Right? Because Jacob wants to, talk to Rachel. Remember, he's there to find a wife. And here comes Laban's daughter, and he wants to talk to her privately. And the shepherds say, well, that's just not how we do it around here. You know, we don't care how you do it over in Canaan. That's not how we do it here. We wait till everybody's gathered, then we move the stone. And so verse 9, and while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother. Watch what Jacob does. Jacob went near and he rolled the stone from the well's mouth and he watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Jacob goes over. Here comes Rachel. And Jacob goes over and he rolls this big, heavy stone away all by himself, trying to impress this pretty young girl 
as young men often try to do, right? Let me get that stone for you, you know? Oh, but back home, I've moved stones a lot bigger than this, right? You don't mind if I take my shirt off before I move this stone. Just be easier for me if I don't have my shirt on while I'm trying to move. Would that bother you at all if I just... So Jacob moved this big stone, and then he watered the flock of Laban. And you should note that, not just that he moved the stone, but that he watered the flock of Laban. Watering a flock would take a lot of work, a lot of work. They would use animal skins to fill with water, and he'd have to lower this animal skin down, kind of like a bucket, lower it down, fill it up with water, dump it into a trough, do that again. He'd have to do that over and over and over. A lot of work, a lot of time to water the flock, and that's what he does here for her. Watering the flock was no small gesture. Then, verse 11, Jacob kissed Rachel, and this was not a romantic kiss. This was a greeting. Down in verse 13, Laban kisses Jacob as a greeting. Romans 16, 16 says, greet one another with a holy kiss, but not during COVID, right? We don't do that during COVID, but normally... The church is to greet one another with a holy kiss. Jacob kissed Rachel as a greeting, and then he lifted up his voice and he wept. And after fleeing for his life from his brother, making this lengthy journey all alone, which I'm sure had many dangers, toils, and snares along the way, he finally arrives safely in Haran, And right after arriving, he finds his cousin, Rachel, as soon as he arrives in town. And Jacob is just overcome with emotion here. He's just overcome, and he begins to weep. I'm sure it's tears of relief because he made it. It's tears of joy because he's met Rachel. He just begins to weep. You know, in Revelation chapter 7, it tells us that in heaven... God will wipe away our tears. There's going to be crying, and we're going to be crying. There'll be tears in heaven. And I don't know about you, but have you ever wondered, why are we crying in heaven? It's heaven. Why would we cry? I think, I don't know, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I believe that it'll be like Jacob sweeping here. We're going to finish our long journey through this life with all its ups and downs and all of its triumphs and all of its trials and all of its joys and all of its sorrows. And we finally arrive there in heaven and the journey will be finished and we'll see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. And I think we'll just be overcome with emotion. That the journey's over and we've made it. I think we'll have all this pent up emotion that will just kind of come out. We'll cry tears of relief that we're there, that the journey's over, tears of joy, because we're with Jesus, and our faith has become sight, and Jesus will wipe away our every tear. Jacob's just overcome with emotion here. It's been a hard journey for him. It's been a hard journey. Remember, I mentioned this before, but when Jacob gets to the end of his life, he will say, I've had a hard life. I mean, looking back, it's been a hard life for him. He's emotional. Verse 12 says, And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and she told her father Laban. Then it came to pass when Laban 
heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And so he told Laban all these things, you know, the whole story. Verse 14, and Laban said to him, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Laban says, hey, your family, man. He asked me how I You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and will I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't, you can hear the Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.